Hi, this is Bare Naked Worship. My name is Donna, and I'm really happy that you're here. I wanted to talk about a wonderful miracle that happened for me years and years ago. It's a great story of human compassion and kindness and a lesson that I learned in the midst of the story. I call it the Salvation Army Miracle because it really was a miracle. It was 1995. It was before Chloe was born. Zoe was about two. And we were living in Indiana, Valparaiso, Indiana. It was cold. I never had ever experienced that kind of cold before. It was so cold. You could just feel it in your bones. And I would have to wrap her up in in, uh, this little snowsuit every time we even went outside. And if you've never dealt with a snowsuit... Let me tell you, it's an invention. I think it's made on purpose to torture moms. It's horrible. You have to, it's hard to get the little kids in it. And then there's numerous, there are numerous buttons and zippers. And they look like little tiny Michelin men when you get done with them. And they can barely walk. And I just can't stand snowsuits to this day. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So with uh, that being said, it was very cold. And we were living in Indiana, and I was not working as a nurse at the time. I was working as a, um, like a clerk in a lawyer's office. And um, it was just not very much pay. And I was really pushing it to try to get back on my feet after um, being separated from her dad and just being away from family. So things kind of got a little tight one year while we were there and I did not have the money for my electric bill and the electric um, I didn't know at the time but the electric wiring was the wiring wasn't working well in this little apartment that we were renting and so somehow the bill was like 400 over 400 dollars And I did not have a clue how I was going to get that money. But I had been experimenting with living by faith. And I had been talking to the Lord about it. And I had said to him, I'd like to learn what it's like to live by faith. And I'm in a situation where I sort of have to live by faith. So I just want to see if it works. So I had prayed and I had managed to get the rent paid, the water bill, I just could not seem to find a way to get this electric bill paid. So I called a couple of uh, friends and the, at my church, and then my church recommended that I call the Salvation Army. So I called the Salvation Army, and the very nice lady there, she said, I didn't have any experience with Salvation Army, but um, she asked me if I would come in to have an interview for possible help. So I went in, and I will never forget this day because it was blustering cold. It was, it was very windy. I had to put Zoe in her snowsuit. Her little cheeks were just red. They were chapped red from the, the cold and the wind. Bright blue eyes. You know, she just still had her that smile that never really left her face. She was up for the challenge. I, on the other hand, was feeling a lot of angst. I was embarrassed that we were having to go and ask for help. I was nervous about it. I felt like a failure and just like the nth degree that I couldn't take care of my baby on my own. I was scared because I knew that this was my last resort, I felt. And if they said no, I didn't know what I was going to do. 
and uh, I just was really just a bundle of nerves and I was I got her buckled into her car seat and I prayed that the car would make it because we were driving a little blue Honda Civic and uh, I mean, I'm sorry it was a Honda Accord and and sometimes it did great and sometimes it didn't so I was just like God please and please put angels around me in front of me behind me underneath me as I drive because it was snowy and I wasn't really prepared for that so it was just an ordeal. Getting out of the apartment was an ordeal. Going down the 18 steps that from the apartment down to the to the lower level, you know, where the car was, that was a, an ordeal with Zoe because she always wanted to go as fast as she could, and I many times did slip on those steps. So I finally got her in the car, got her buckled in, and we took off for the Salvation Army, which was in Merrillville, which was uh, a little bit of a ways from where we were living. We got there and um, it was the building was large and it was kind of dark, it seemed like a like dark brown, and I was just so scared. I, I didn't even feel like that I could even speak. My voice felt like it had just disappeared. But I prayed and I said, God, please just go before us, just take care of the situation. I don't know what else to do. I really just don't know what to do, what else to do. And I was also lonely. I missed my family. I missed my mother and my sisters, and I just missed my family so much. So we got into, Zoe and I got into the building, and this lady met with us, and she said, um, oh, she complimented Zoe, and she found some toys for Zoe to play with. And we sat down for this interview. And during the interview, she asked, you know, why, how I had gotten into the situation. If I had a job, um, what was I doing on my own to take care of our situation, our obligations? And at one point she said, I will, I think we can give you $218. Well, the bill was 400 and something. I don't remember the, how many dollars it was, but I know it was over 400. And I said, okay, I said, that would be so helpful. I was sitting there thinking, but I don't know where I'm going to get the other, the rest of it. And a little sidebar, this same, a similar situation happened to a family member recently, and they had almost the same exact outcome that I had. So that was just a blessing. But anyway, so as I was sitting there, the woman um, happened to look over at Zoe and she said, what do you want for Christmas? And Zoe said, I want Santa. And she said, oh, what, what do you want Santa to bring you? And Zoe said, well, I just want Santa. And she said, well, don't, don't you want him to bring you anything, a special toy? And Zoe said, I just want Santa to come. She said, if he just comes, I'll be so happy. And she was only two, maybe three at the most. She was very young. But she was old enough to know if she wanted a doll or a toy or something. But she just kept saying over and over, she just wanted Santa. Like, she just wanted him to come there. And I knew that what my baby was saying was she wanted connection because Zoe has always been. That's one thing we have in common is that we both thrive on connection with other people. And so she uh, she just wanted, she wanted Santa. And I knew there was no way Zoe was going to get to actually see Santa because I didn't have a clue what to do for her for Christmas um, with the finances being what they were. And also, we weren't in a kind of a situation where that we were actually seeing many Santas because we were in uh, a place that we didn't know. And, and I didn't want to use the money to try to go, um, you know, to like 
the mall or something where she might get to sit on his lap because I wouldn't have the money for the picture anyway. So um, the lady got this strange look on her face and she said, so you don't have any presents that you want, honey? And Zoe said, just Santa. And the lady looked at Zoe and then she looked at me and she said, well, you know, she said Santa was here earlier this morning. And Zoe said, he was? And she said, yeah, and he left a present for you and your mom. And Zoe said, what was it? And the lady said, um, well, the present is that we're going to give y'all all the money that you need for your electric bill. Now, keep in mind, Zoe didn't even know what an electric bill was, but she knew something nice was happening and she was happy. She was playing with the toys. So she just kind of nodded and laughed and she was happy. But I started crying. I cried so hard sitting in that chair. I'll never forget it was a plastic, one of those hard plastic chairs. It was kind of like a tan color. And I just remember shaking uncontrollably because my my, my nerves, my stre- the stress was so great and the relief was so immense. But it just, it just put my body in this like little shaking mode. And I was just shaking and shaking with gratitude and relief and, and, and just overwhelm. And so the lady did. She called and she um, paid for the entire light bill. And I told her, I said, look, I'll be back on my feet. And when I am, I'm going to come back and pay you back. She said, well, you can if you want, or you don't have to. This is a gift. She said, we're not, we're not loaning you this money. This is a gift. She said, if you want to bring money back, it will not be to go into an account to pay this money back, but we can use it for another family. But you don't have to. She said, just, you know, just if if you get it and you want to, that's fine, but you don't have to. Well, long story short, within a month or two, things had looked up. I was getting more hours and I was actually able to take that money back. Um, I think it was in February that I was actually able to take the money back and I gave it to them. But I also told that lady When I went back to take the money, I said, every time for the rest of my life, when I see a Salvation Army person ringing the bell and, you know, with a bucket, I'm going to do my best to give them some money. It might be a dollar, might be 50 cents, might be $5, but I'm going to try to give something every single time I see a Salvation Army person in gratitude for you helping me and my child. Well... I have tried to do that, and yesterday I was at Kroger. Uh, Chloe and I had been in the basement, and we were going through bins because we are getting ready to possibly have to move with the, <coughs> excuse me, the leases up. And so we were going through the bins, and in the process of this, we found seven dollar bills. Well, we, I'm sorry, we found two dollar bills and a five dollar bill, seven dollars, and um, it's right at time for the payday to come so I'm usually a little shy on cash right close to payday and um so I had that money stuck in my back jean pocket and I went to Kroger to get some cat food and dog food and I was walking out and I saw this the little Salvation Army guy out there with his bucket and his bell and um I thought well I'd put a dollar in the bucket but this little voice inside me said, put the five, put the five. And I was like, oh, I'm, ta- I'm arguing to myself. Well, no, but I mean, since I do try to put money in every Salvation Army bucket, I usually just, you know, probably do a dollar. And the voice inside me just kept saying, Donna, put the five in. And so I did. And then I shared with him the story about how that 
you know, 24 years ago, how they had helped me to pay my electric bill. And he and I both had tears in our eyes because I did out of gratitude and remembering, and he did. I don't know what was triggered inside of him, but he said, you know, he said, that is our mission. Our mission in this world is to help people and to, and to be there as a source of strength and empowerment for other people. He was just so great. He was um, obviously very educated person. I didn't ask him what his story was. I didn't feel like that it was an appropriate question to ask. I don't know if he was down and out and this was something he was volunteering for, for the army. Maybe they were helping him. I didn't know if he was just, you know, doing a winter job. I didn't know what the situation was. All I knew was that this man and I connected over the an action that happened 24 years ago. And as I came home to my cozy, warm little place, I thought about all of the miracles that God has done so many times over and over for me and my girls through the years. And I, and I compared this winter season with that winter season and I thought Lord I just started being overwhelmed with all of the blessings that he's done because now that little two-year-old red-cheeked blue-eyed little girl is off in Bali Indonesia she's living her dream she's living her adventure she's being who she wants to be she sends me Facebook messages and she gets on Facebook uh, Messenger. We, we talk that way and she's full of life and the same blue eyes and the same bright smile, wide smile. And um, I just am so amazed that God took that child and protected her. And you know, I did not many, many, many times I didn't have the ability to bless my three daughters financially or materially speaking. They did not get the latest iPhones. Well, there weren't them back then, but they didn't get the latest gadgets and they didn't get um, all the expensive clothes and things like that. But somehow God in his infinite mercy did a great job. He he helped me to raise those children and they are amazing children. They're really, really amazing. And I credit God first. I credit their father and I and Nat and just different people through the years who've poured into my children. My mother has really poured into them. Um, Jim, my stepdad has poured into them. My sisters have poured into my daughter's lives just in innumerable ways. And it's just a situation where God used a lot of people to bless three little girls so they could grow up to be strong and resilient, adaptable, healthy, compassionate, and caring. They're just the lights of my life. But what I wanted to share with you today was, I don't know where you are. I don't know what's happening for you this holiday season. It might be great. It might be horrible. You may have plenty of money, plenty of food, no worries in the world. Or maybe like I was on that winter 24 years ago, maybe you don't have what you need. Maybe you don't have enough money for your light bill. Maybe you don't have enough money for your rent or your water bill or your gas bill. Maybe you don't have food to eat tonight. I pray to God that those are not situations that you find yourselves in. But if you do and if you are or if you know someone who is, I pray that God will work some kind of salvation army miracle in your life today that somehow 
you will find your needs met. And it might be, you know, the Christmas season is magical and you never ever know what's going to happen in the Christmas season. So I wish you the very best. I would like to say a prayer. Father, we love you. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for all that you are and all that you've done for me and for my beautiful daughters throughout these years. Lord, I look back and I just see a time after time after time where you have met our needs. You've stepped in. You've saved the day. You've come at the last minute. Sometimes you've come when I didn't think you were going to come through, but I knew you were. I just didn't see how you were going to be able to do it, but you always came through for me. You've always come through for me. I pray if there's someone listening tonight who's scared or lonely, who's anxious or panicked and doesn't know what they're going to do, that you will meet them also, Lord. I pray that you will meet that person where they are and you'll make this a miraculous season, a miraculous holiday, a miraculous winter, a miraculous Christmas. Father God, I pray this is a new beginning for some and it's uh, an anchoring of old, solid groundedness for others, Lord. Father, I praise your holy name. We love you. We bless you. We trust you in Jesus name. Amen.